ladies and gentlemen, this is a special spoiler alert announcement. For the first time in weeks, in what feels like months, all three of us are in the booth. Wee! <gasps> Welcome to Spoiler Alert. Reunited I... <laughs> and it feels so good. I'm here with Sonia and Sean. Guys, I feel like I've been gone forever. Like I, it, it feels so strange to come back. I barely recognize either of you. I it's it's been three weeks and whew, so much has happened. It's so wild. very much has happened. They've renovated the studio. <sighs> We're with, in a different location. There's glass everywhere. <laughs> You're of course listening to the spoiler alert on Regina Community Radio, ninety one point three FM, CJTR. Regina I, I said it backwards again. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> Something's never changed. Oh God. We're just right back in it. Guys, today we are honoring the US midterm midterm elections by getting political. Before we start talking about our real subject, what do you how do you guys feel about these elections? Any uh, thoughts? Even though it was actually so great. A lot of there was like fourteen firsts, like two mm-hmm. youngest. There mm-hmm. was um, a congresswoman that I was really struck by, uh, Sharice Daniels. Oh, yeah. Who is a um, 38-year-old um, uh, indigenous lesbian MMA fighter. <laughs> and she has the oh, best my. arms I've maybe ever seen in my life. And she is the first, uh, she is one of the first uh, indigenous women inducted to the Congress, but not the first MMA fighter. No. <laughs> yeah. Which I think says America. a lot about America. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I actually didn't have time to watch any political movies because I was busy following the election. Um, it's like kind of what I expected. A couple key disappointments. Such as? Human bag of garbage juice, Ted Cruz, somehow winning <laughs> against Beto O'Rourke. Um, yeah, Cruz just keeps kept coming yeah i just think it's really interesting i think it's the hair yeah (laughs) it's interesting anyway Mm -hmm. some yeah some very key victories massachusetts upheld a really important law that protects trans people in public spaces um there were a couple other just overwhelming votes um in florida actually they uh overturned a jim crow era law Mm. that um restricts felons anyone with a past felony conviction from voting which for context is 40 percent of black men in florida that's nuts so it reinstated voting rights to 1.4 million people in florida Um, which is pretty significant one thing to note is like the rampant voter suppression that's going on in the states right Mm -hmm. now this is a really fun episode as people (laughs) can tell um but it's very suspicious like there were something like three million black voters in georgia who found themselves struck from the voter registration so they showed up and weren't able to vote um a lot of mm. eyebrows like voting, are being raised. In yeah, the, in voting the machines right not working in predominantly black districts. A lot of really fishy stuff. So, what's cool is that a lot of civil rights lawyers were doing some great work last night. They got like voting times um, extended in some of the areas where there were technical issues. Mm. So, I think we'll see a lot of interesting legal stuff happening. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a bummer that there wasn't sort of some more decisive progressive. Do we? Why do we have a voting machine? I know <laughs> it doesn't make any like it when never they don't seems work. work. Yeah, uh, I don't understand why it's not just like sent to phones and emails mm-hmm. yet. I think there's some security issues. I mean, Google, but there are Google with, can handle it. Right? Okay. Exactly. I mean, it's 2018. Get Google. Well, that's the case. thing. Like Google, get on it. In a world where we can do so many things successfully technologically, it's absurd that. Mm-hmm. Public institutions can't successfully do things like so voting. Absolutely. So that's fun. All right. I love a good election, you guys. It's like a sports event for nerds. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I think it's interesting. I'm still incredibly resistant to all of it for two main reasons. One, I do not live in the United States. Well, right. Yeah. And number two, uh, I really cannot handle the presentation of such events i was just about to say like this. the cnn like the the like <laughs> all wife, the, wife all the, the show screens. ellen Louise, super into it watching everything you know so i'm literally watching a gentleman standing in front of a giant touch screen touching the screen so many while times he talks and like just give me this it's the internet put it on the internet and let me click the thing well and it's, i mean you sometimes don't see touch 
touch tones. <laughs> well, just the I amount don't... of times in a oh three-minute period that he'll be like, I'm zooming in on this district. We're checking back. We're and so, check like, back. Some of it is useful. Like For me, as a visual person, I do find some it, it easy to have some of the stats up there so that you can see them. But literally, some of these white dudes are out here happen on these touch screens so fast you can't even get any information. No, there's 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 a version of this where Peter Mandridge sits in front of a desk yeah. with nothing behind him and he just says the name of a person who wins. That's no. all he says. He's just like Ted Cruz <laughs> and then he moves on. That's all I want to see. It's so good to be oh back in this studio arguing oh with you. Super good. All right, let's get into it. Today Something we're talking about <laughs> Today we're talking about political movies. Guys, let's walk and talk. Oh. Like <laughs> oh my Thanks, God. Aaron Sorkin. <gasps> was that a TV reference? It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> that's, Jeremy, that's from the television. I've, 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 I've. I don't know. I've loosened. You're ref- you've reformed. Maybe, <laughs> guys. What makes a political movie? Um. Uh, machinations, Ooh. scheming, <gasps> plotting, engineering. Ooh. Whoa. Plans. Plans. Wow. <laughs> Politics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Am I right? Sean's really said it all. I do like those things. You got succinct there. Sonia, do you care to add any sort of, I don't know, more words? (laughs) (laughs) Any embellishment? Uh, Voting, uh, ballots. Intriguery. uh, Blazers. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of blazers. Uh, Backroom deals. Oh, yeah. A backroom deal is good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, What's your favorite political movie, guys? Mine is a very wholesome one, mm. and I think you're going to like it. It's uh, Frank Capra's Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh, yeah, it's pretty wholesome. Featuring one very wholesome Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. The power um, of filibuster. I know. I love a filibuster. and <laughs> I, I also love a filibuster. It's very idealistic. It's very like a celebration of the naive idealist in all of us. Um, a short synopsis is basically this like very sweet down-home uh, scout leader, played by Jimmy Stewart, gets roped into becoming a um, a senator, and um, he goes to Washington and gets like he just keeps getting bamboozled by these like evil crooked politicians, and it's a very like satirical look at uh, the U.S. Congress. Um, but then basically introduces this bill to like get land for scouts, and then gets framed as like he, him being. Um, crooked but mm-hmm. he's not and he just just gets tricked so many times and then he has a filibuster <laughs> there's only and one way to get of, out of it and that's a filibuster yeah and a bunch of scouts write letters about how they believe in him and it's really cute there's how long does he filibuster 24 hours yeah and yeah. then he faints yeah. oh there's nothing that's more harsh. american than arguing until you pass out yeah or well, not it's not even arguing it's like any it's just talking right yeah. it's just at one point i think he reads the bible <laughs> Good oh pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, there's a lot there. Today they'd probably use the Hunger Games, but oh, <laughs> Sean, the modern Bible. <laughs> um, I w- enjoy the movie Milk. Oh, it's mm. a good one. And it is, uh, um, it's Sean Penn. He plays Harvey Milk in San Francisco. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, zero problems. He uh, <laughs> are there problems? Oh, what other than the fact that Sean Penn's canceled for having beaten women? Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, anyway. I didn't know any of this. He's canceled. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, Sean. Go on. It's okay. Uh, I've I also love this movie. In, to, in the early 2000s, we were still prescribing. We were subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> we were not we were even still early. prescribing was, the pen. Before we got canceled. It was after 2010. Anyway. <laughs> um, and it is just like a nice man with a young lover, and then he's going to make a difference in San Francisco. And it's just like really heartwarming and... Sean Penn is very winning in this role. Actually. Oh, he really is. Yeah. It's he's perfect. And um Josh Brolin is uh his frenemy, frenemy. Who, <laughs> who is like very a, a desperate kind of scary Dan White that he works with mm-hmm. who eventually really turns into a crazy person and eventually murders him, which is very sad. Yeah. But I just loved seeing his rise, like his support, his hard scrabble, his hard wins. It's really, it was a really great film. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And a lot of Harvey Milk's um, friends and coworkers played little bit roles in yeah, it. Yeah, I love very that nice part. Touch too. 
Um, one very fascinating thing about Dan White mm-hmm. and his terrible actions. Are you going to bring up the defense? The Twinkie defense? Yeah, are you going to? Do you want to talk <laughs> I about wasn't, it? but I, I do enjoy this. Well, so his lawyer pled that all of the junk food that he was eating and his like irregular blood sugar had made him behave erratically mm-hmm. and basically caused him to have these violent actions. Mm-hmm. If he'd only had a Twinkie. No, no, because he, he ate too, too many, many Twinkies. Oh, because he ate too many. Yeah, because oh. you know junk food can make you no, that's, that's not commit hate crimes. Have you guys had a Twinkie? Well, I did, and then I lost my marbles. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been the same since. Um, also, Robin Williams was originally slated <gasps> for that role. Oh, oh he would have been good. As Harvey Milk? As Milk. He might have been too old. Hmm. I wonder. Mm. Sean Penn did a really good job, mm-hmm. though. Like, he did do great. If you watch it, like tape of Harvey Milk, he yeah. brought the mannerisms and stuff. Absolutely. Down. I think a lot of people were in, like, I feel like Al Pacino had an eye on him. Like, oh. everyone was like, could Al be. Al Pacino, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> like, be, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking to get into office here. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. <laughs> uh my, for my favorite, I am going to mention 1984, which we'll probably talk about yeah. later. Have you guys seen Wag the Dog? Have you I, heard about this movie? I have heard of the movie, but I have not seen. Oh, it's really great. It's about a spin doctor, mm-hmm. played by Ro- Robert De Niro, who probably was up for Harvey Milk at one point. <laughs> probably, <laughs> honestly. But uh, the president does something unsavory, and they have to kind of cover it up by bring, creating a fake war. Uh, so many <laughs> good actors. Yeah, uh, very funny. Very dark ending. <laughs> it uh, it takes a turn for the worst, and uh, it just kind of goes down the road, and then you see some credits. Um, and also, very darkly, wasn't it released like a couple months before the Bill Clinton like scandal? Yeah. I believe it was. Like I think <laughs> everyone was like, ooh, like, a little, very on the nose. Yeah, a little on the nose. Um. Okay, so we obviously have seen and heard about a lot of these political movies. Mm-hmm. Guys, do you think a political movie has to be about U.S. politics? No. No. No? <laughs> well, and why? Is wait, that so the what's, second what's, half of that question? Well, so, well I, I could only think of one movie that's not about, what? like, like actual politicalness. Not The Last in, King of Scotland. That's not what I put, no. <laughs> no, but that's, that's an example. Okay, no, I should... Hold on. I, sh- I'm, I mean, I misspoke. Thank you. Does it have to be about actual government politics to be a political movie? No, because but also the, that movie is. I know, but the only one I could think of was Election, where oh. it's about a high school mm. election. Very similar, but again, not about government, student government, I guess, if you want to get technical. Mm. Um, but uh, I, there are not many. I do love Election. <laughs> it is a great movie, and I think we should come back to that, but also no. Because, okay, mm-hmm. not to get too second-wave feminist on you here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but everything is political. I know, but is... So, I'm, I'm, like, so, oh. so okay, so, like, a sec- a movie about the Second World War, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't make explicit, like, reference to political um, processes, mm-hmm. is, like, a political movie. So, like, Casablanca is a political I, movie. I have, I have pre-prepared, I have, I've pre-prepared... A rebuttal to your response. Oh, and you I'm guys gonna, are out playing have, I'm gonna, a chess I'm gonna, game. I'm Hang gonna, on. I'm going to use something that we've talked about before, uh-huh. and that is Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. Good. Now, just something that won't make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Will it make you angry? I don't know. I just thought it was a good example. Okay. Inherently, mm-hmm. the new Ghostbusters film does not have a political agenda. So, in watching that objective film, I don't think there's anything in there, tr- really. There were a lot of contexts that brought the politicalness to it, mm-hmm. which then made it a very political movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. So, where does it fall in the spectrum of our conversation today for Sonia? Uh, like, towards the lower end mm-hmm. of political, because I know that's not explicitly what we're talking about. Right. But would you have brought it up today had I not? Um... Because the argument is, is that in the spectrum, mm-hmm. everything is at some point political. Right, but right, on the in spectrum, some way, shape, or form. if Ghostbusters is 10, The Last King of Scotland, or mm-hmm. Casablanca, is like 8. So, mm-hmm. my answer to your question, yeah. are they all about American politics, is no. Okay. Again, I misspoke. Not about American politics, but about like the actual running electoral, of governments. Okay, yes. electoral politics? Yes. Mm. 
interesting. Uh, other than election, I couldn't think of. <laughs> well, no, but my answer is still kind of the same, though. Mm-hmm. I think like th- like movies about things that are impacted by mm-hmm. elections or where like elections or electoral processes are kind of in the background, I think are still mm-hmm. on the table, but I don't know. Well, we're getting into fringiness. Yeah, but also do I don't know what, alert. like, how important this is to our conversation. It's not. So. Sean, your thoughts on this topic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Sometimes Jeremy and I, not unlike the American political landscape, just like to argue with each other for no reason. Fair enough. Oh, no, it's for the content of this show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for you content, listeners. Um, yeah, like, um, you know, like, milk is not necessarily about the elections. It is, like, about the organizing of people mm-hmm. same with like S- Selma I was going to talk about as well yeah like but it is like a very political film but it's not really about you know governance but it is mm-hmm. you know it's uh, it's complicated or even like Inglorious oh can I say that word Inglorious B-Stars um is like about a resistance mm-hmm. to a governing body. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just when is um, <laughs> I love <laughs> I love when people just cue it like instead of a swear, just yeah. say like beaster, <laughs> beaters. And it's like very mu- H-E double hockey. Style. Yeah. Anyway, continue. anyway, my my only point was that I think that in the case of the Inglorious film you've just recalled, uh-huh. I think that bumps into the next category of war movie. And becomes less of a political one. Yes, everything has shades of everything. I'm not trying to... It's it's almost impossible to not have. But this is leading into my next question. Yeah, tell me. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me about question. it. All these political movies really seem to piggyback on another genre of film to make it work. Either dramatic or uh, comedic or sci-fi in a lot of cases. Sci-fi. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I couldn't really find a true example of, like, a very political movie, which I kind of feel like should just be boring. Like, I kind of feel like I should just be bored with what I'm watching. Well, no, if it not, doesn't borrow not, elements of, like, drama or comedy, then it is not right. even really anything. But it's like a documentary. <laughs> just you're, you're, just you're, a, you're watching getting, a campaign happen. You're getting ever closer to my thesis here, Sean. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, What's th- your thesis, Jer? Is that our political movies just documentaries? No. Are uh, think about it. No. We're, they miss. They. I mean, if a okay, if mm-hmm. a movie like a fictional film mm-hmm. actually depicted things the way they happen, mm-hmm. it would be the most boring thing anyone had ever seen, and no one would ever watch it. They narrativize. Right. They add dramatic elements. Mm-hmm. So no. But like. Uh, what's oh I can't remember the Bullworth fictional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but very real yeah right you guys have have you seen this no no um, <laughs> I matter. didn't watch it, anything this week it doesn't matter that's why I'm so defensive um, uh, it doesn't matter but the the point is is that you know is that a comedy movie that takes place during an election versus mm. and a movie about an election with some funny parts so your question is mm-hmm. is Political movies, a true genre. Yeah, I don't know that it exists. And if it does, my 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 thought to you is that it exists only in sort of these documentary style movies, mm-hmm. a la Fahrenheit 9/11. Yeah. My question would be, sorry, Sean, you no can go next. Mm-hmm. Why does it matter? Well, because I, I was making up a show for spoilers. We need something <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> but I guess I'm just mm-hmm. like, like what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would say when I <laughs> looked on Netflix and uh-huh. I said political movies <laughs> and it segmented into political dramas and political comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. can we argue with the great master Netflix? I think not. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> Except I can argue with them about a lot. But right, but there are like romantic comedies, romantic dramas. Like I think that's mm-hmm. kind of true of any genre. There are intersections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't even know if I'm disagreeing with anyone. I I don't know either or like what my point is. Listeners, I am experiencing extreme jet lag at this moment. We are in a cloud of thoughts and we're going to explore our way through it. And there's some parts that are dark and whatnot. And uh, some parts that are... uh, That we can see right through the cloud. Is that a metaphor for these divisive political times? I don't (gasps) think so. It worked for me. Okay. I got tingles. You can use it as such. Thank you. I shall. cling to that metaphor. 
you know I love a good metaphor. Um, okay, so the next question, and this is, uh, all these movies are about the U.S.? Almost all. I'm going to say 90%. I mean, I just gave you like four <laughs> counterexamples, Jeremy. <laughs> you, give me two. One, what? what? Casablanca. Inglourious, That's an American movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's not about the U.S. Mm. It's about World War II. Mm. And the French government. Or like, um, V for Vendetta. Yeah, what's that? Very political movie. That's London. That's Where England. That? Mm-hmm. Thatcher. Okay. But Wait, no, the Iron Lady. <laughs> um, that's Thatcher. Yeah, but I just said Thatcher as though that. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you were like, oh, I should refer to her proper title. Yeah, the Iron Lady. Oh, I can't say what I would think her proper title is on. The oh, air. is it a beaster? <laughs> oh, it's something. <laughs> Are you what, are you for or against? Again. Okay. I got you. I can't just believe a, you have to ask me that. I know, I'm meeting someone for her. I know yeah. very <laughs> Can you imagine if I was like, oh no, I stand I Margaret love Thatcher? Madge. I, I don't know I don't know enough about Margaret to know how you feel about Well, Margaret. she was a fascist, so let's start mm-hmm. there. <laughs> she was responsible for the many for basically the death of industry in, in Northern Britain. Anyway, don't get me started, y'all. <laughs> the fact that she got a state funeral is ludicrous. <laughs> These are the things I care about. So you guys don't think that Western, or sorry, that political movies are too Western focused? Oh, they are. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm why are you a... listing examples? Against <laughs> because, my point. I'm being, because I'm tired and I'm contrarian. <laughs> but you're right. It's altogether too U.S. focused. And e- even the fact that we care so much about the American election and mm-hmm. that like probably people are way more aware of an American election than they are about our own um, is a problem. Oh, yeah. Just finding out that Brazil got a fascist leader, I was like, didn't know until it happened. Yeah. I'm like, well, same. I wasn't following that at all. I know. It really snuck up on us. Funny how that keeps happening. I know. <laughs> it's almost like there's a secret plot by the extreme right to take <laughs> over the world. Whoops. Um, I watched Barry. Oh, mm-hmm. how was it? It was really great. It is about Barack Obama's college years. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it's just like, yeah, it's really great, actually. There's a great winky moment where he's talking to his lady friend, mm-hmm. and she's like, and she's like, are you following the, this election? And he's like, no, politics are a waste of time. He's <laughs> like, and she's like, you never do it. You never, uh, like, apply for anything? And he's like, no way. And then That's it was, cute. It was really cute. Is that and, the one where, they, like, is about their date? Um, Isn't it? They were on, like, a little date. Mm-hmm. But that's um, before Michelle, right? Before Michelle. We yeah, oh, see before okay. Michelle. We don't see Michelle. We do see his mother, uh, mm-hmm. Anne Dunham, surprisingly. What? Also, her real name is Stanley Dunham, which <gasps> is crazy. That's so cool. And then she just went by Anne. Um, she's played by Ashley Judd oh. in a very funny role. That <laughs> she is was just funny. like a very corny white woman that he'd get being like, Mom. <laughs> she'd like walk by like nuclear like protesters and be like... She'd just be like, keep up the fight, brother. (laughs) And like singing, like, this land is your land. And he's so embarrassed of her. I love Um, that. But yeah, it was basically just him sort of feeling like he has a lack of place, like racially Mm. and home wise. And a little bit dealing with his dad was kind of a crap dad. Where does it take place? Um, Chicago, right? Chicago, yeah. And uh, an actor named Devin Terrell played Barry. Mm -hmm. And he... Did the best Obama impression ever. I was losing it. <laughs> I guess that's called acting. Yeah. But it was great. <laughs> do people? I just thought I was going to do it. And then I was like, no, you can't. You don't have no, it. No, I was like. I don't have it in me. I almost was going to do something too, but Wait, is, I don't have it. Is Barry for Barack? Yeah, that's yeah. what people call him. People call him Barry? Yeah, it's two R's. He's got two R's in his name. <laughs> oh my god justified he has two r's that <laughs> nickname listen, has two r's as well listen listen nothing makes sense in my brain right now i'm so tired i'm sorry listeners that's not interesting to tell you um all right moving on moving on uh i want to talk a bit about oliver stone oh good and i want to read some of the movie titles that he has yeah done. yeah okay. good, good, so good. here's one 1991 JFK, mm-hmm. 1995, Nixon, mm-hmm. uh, where are we here? Uh, 2008, W. Hmm. I wish it was spelled like that. <laughs> that would have been great if it was just yeah. spelled W. 2016, Snowden. The, the oh, list yeah, goes on. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it's on. Is Snowden? that the one with, um... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. <gasps> what? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. He does okay. He 
his my my main comment for Snowden is that Joseph's head isn't as long as Snowden's. <laughs> And it was literally distracting the entire time. Should have gone method, Jogole, and squished your head. <laughs> Stretched it out. Stretched your head. He, he wore that stupid nose thing yeah. for Looper to look like Bruce Willis. Right. Why couldn't they have elongated his that head? That prosthetic weirded me out. Yeah. It's, it just removed. It was like Botox. It oh. just like took everything away. It was a shock. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, wait, what's... Um, have, have you he guys seen... done like a cone head sort of <laughs> prosthetic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you guys seen any of these Oliver Stone presidential movies? I've seen... Wait, was Nixon one of them? Yeah, that's with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that one. I've seen W, although I don't really remember Josh it. Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. Just very, like, I don't even... It's like supercharged American politics. Yeah. Like, at a very... And Oliver Stone has a huge history. He did this with The Doors as well, mm. of sort of really making a story out of some facts. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, these two events happened. We only have 15 minutes. I'll just merge them into one, mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people really don't care I think for. it's a problem a little bit. Really? Well, I think it's interesting, mm -hmm. but I think it can be problematic, I should mm -hmm. say. Well, I feel like he kind of moves these American presidents into this sort of like, I don't know. There are people who certainly think that Anthony Hopkins' portrayal of Nixon is exactly what happened. Right. Because he gets crazy. Yeah. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And JFK is, of course, not about JFK, but about... The assassination. Yes. Which, again, sort of grows this huge mythos of right. what happened. Mythos, and, I think, is a really good word yeah. for it. Well, for, for Oliver Stone, it certainly is. Because mm -hmm. he kind of, you know, he makes these... Stories about things, and then people just sort of think it's true. Mm -hmm. Has Oliver Stone been sued before? I'm, oh, I'm just going to say surely. Yes. <laughs> surely he has. <laughs> How could he not have been at this point? Because he gets, yeah, he gets up and he, he gets his little hands and everything. <laughs> but I think it's a problem because the like America already has a problem with making its presidents these larger than life figures rather than like investigating their actions and the way they fit into the greater narrative of like. Mm -hmm. American imperialism. <laughs> wow, that was a lot. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I, I don't know that they need to be any more, like, larger than life. Well, well, listeners, we'll leave you with that while we take a little break. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. You're uh, Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Hey, guys, uh, do, you know what, do you know what time it is? It's 6.35-ish. 6.34.15. And that means it's game time. Oh! Wow, wow, wow. oh! This is the most excited everybody gets all week wow. for the game. <laughs> for those exciting time of the week. <laughs> for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, in this case, three weeks digging through all sorts of movies to find one these two guys have not seen. I tell them the title of the movie I found. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good laugh and move on with yeah, our lives. You've been looking for a long time for this one. So long time. So difficult. Guys, this week's title is Hail the Conquering Hero. Hmm. That title again. Hail, Hail. the Conquering Hero. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that Hail the Conquering Hero is about a woman who is feeling a little directionless and she decides to run for PTA president at her preschool and the election gets quite heated and she turns into a monster that she never knew she was and the the fight for power is hardcore within her and her name might be um Le joanne hale just for the title <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have to be god how do you do it sean how do you do it? When Sean and I think of really similar ones, <laughs> it shocks me every time, and I'm always so mad I didn't go first. Because I was thinking that Hale was short for Haley, uh -huh. and it's about a girl in grade six named Haley, but Hale for short because she's annoyed that there are so many girls named Haley. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, Hale, Hale. So you're Hale. saying that this movie takes place in 2005? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she decides that she's going to become class president. Because um, there's an injustice in her school system where maybe like, but it's like a really small scale injustice. Like her teacher's just kind of a jerk and like is trying to give them extra math classes. Yeah. 
So she decides Ooh. that she's going to, like, fight the power. Um, and it's very, like, stylistic in terms of her the way that she imagines things as being, like, epic and grand. So there's definitely, like, a slow-motion montage of her, like, readying herself for so-called battle mm -hmm. and then that's her thinking of herself as like hail the conquering hero oh this is great Sonia. well how does it end mm, she becomes disenfranchised with or like disillusioned with the system mm -hmm. and decides that actually her her true efficacy will be outside of the political could, system. could she maybe get expelled and then like yeah. she drives away in her car as all the kids <laughs> cheer behind her <laughs> she's she a great drives. set that's a good final shot though she i think she, I think she like walks away oh oh yeah but then she turns back and throws a spear at the school <gasps> whoa <laughs> through a window. Whoa, this is bigger than I ever imagined. It's a real lot trouble. We just blew this whole thing up. All right, you guys were close in no way, shape, or form. Yeah, he gets us every time. <laughs> uh, Hail the Concrete Heroes from 1944. It is a satirical comedy drama written and directed by Preston Sturgis, starring Eddie Bracken, Ella Rains, and William Damarest. And Actually. There's some other people in there. And it rains. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Am I right? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so this movie is about uh, a gentleman who leaves to go fight in World War II, but was is out and works in a shipyard, and then re okay. returns home okay, and says out. and says that he fought in World War II, and <gasps> then uh, he runs for mayor of this little town, and then a whole bunch of shenanigans happen. And spoiler alert. He finally he can't live with himself, so he tells the town that he didn't go to World War II. And I'm going to read the end of the Wikipedia thing. Oh, my God. Uh, so he tell he gets, uh, meanwhile, uh, the town praises his courage in telling the truth to the sons to the townsfolk, and after considering the manner, they decide that he was uh, he has just the qualities that they need for a good mayor, and that's how it ends. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's crazy. He lies the whole time, free. and... Yeah, honestly, you... I'm gonna keep that in mind if I get drafted. <laughs> just, just slip work, off to a shipyard. Go work in a shipyard because and... I do really well in a shipyard. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, this week's game is, of course, brought to you by the RPL Film Theater, wow, which, wow, wow. which is the best theater in town, from what I hear. Ugh, I was just reading through the movies coming up this month. Yeah, they got all they got them all ones? there. Yeah, good uh, all good. All good. Not a clunker. Oh, never. Nope. You can just go all all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's entirely correct. I, I think don't so. Think. There might be one day you can. I don't think well, there are showtimes. You, you can just all go day. upstairs and read some books and then go down. Oh, where I the do movie like starts. that part. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Off of Actually, no. You have to pay for the film. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but it's <laughs> cheap. Honey's. Oh, cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. cheap, cheap, cheap. And they're popcorn, reasonably priced. And delicious. They're very quiet. Oh, so good. Uh, we're talking about political movies today. I think <laughs> we're pretty, we're pretty close to We're pretty close to wrapping this whole bad boy up. Um, Wrapping up the election cycle. <laughs> how do you? Do, how do you just come up with these things? I mean, that one I felt was just presented to me. On was it? A, on a <laughs> was it, Sonia? Yeah. Um, so the re the last real question that I want to talk about is, with all of the sort of escapism and coverage that happens of all of these electiony things in the United States, all this theater that just gets mm. blown out everywhere, has the real thing? become more entertaining quote unquote than an, an, a fictional movie could ever be mm. is the real life ride of american politics you know hold up to someone's idea for a movie i don't know that entertaining's the word i would use i i, I it's it's but i know what you yeah, mean yeah it's like it's, you yeah. can't look away yeah and it's the, engaging you know yeah. it's it's and films just to have less layers mm -hmm. like they're like this this person behaved in this way and they were a hero or they were a villain and this is how they voted and this is what they did. Mm -hmm. Whereas in real life, it's so much more complicated and you can be a hero in this moment. You can be a villain in the next mm -hmm. and it's all in the same person. I just watched Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a good one. Yep. And yeah, it's about Congressman Tom Hanks in the 80s. <laughs> uh, Back when Tom Hanks was in running for office. Yeah, and he mostly parties and uh, staffs his office with uh, beautiful young uh, interns, and um, isn't that and, what they all do? I was going to say. Yeah. So far, that's actually pretty accurate. Uh, but actually, there was a great scene where he's under a scandal, and his entire his office of like five twenty something blonde women like rush in and are like ripping around, like writing a, his press releases and stuff. And he's like, "Get moving, guys!" And it's really <laughs> great. But um, 
Anyway, the Texan socialite uh, Julia Roberts, who does a great turn, and her voice is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the biggest drawl. And she, there's a scene where she does her makeup and then separates each eyelash with a safety pin. I'm, why would you bring that? Why is that the thing you just bring Just because up? <laughs> I was fascinated. I couldn't stop watching her. She's like talking to him. She's like, oh, Mr. And then just like <laughs> slowly separating each eyelash. It was amazing. Anyway, it's about... Um, he, Afghanistan is occupied by the Soviets, and he somehow realizes that that is wrong. He has to, people make him go to see, to the front lines, and then he's like, oh, these people are hurting. So then he tries to get them weapons to bring down the helicopters, and it's just painted as like, did he, and it did, and everyone's like, he did great. But, uh, yeah, and then that's just kind of the end. And, <laughs> I and love when Sean Sinatra... You know what I mean? Good. And it's like, well, also that sort of vacuum created, like, Osama yeah. bin Laden right. and ta- the Taliban. Where, but mm. Although I guess they did kind of cover where he was like, he's like, now is there money for schools? And they're like, <laughs> they're and they're like, like no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, any money for hospitals? <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, it was bad. Oh, don't stop. <laughs> you keep I that do. Hank's impression going. <laughs> That's not Thanks even a Hank's that, impression. Sean. Um, but yeah. I, I agree in that what you're saying is it overly simplifies things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he wins an award at the end also. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Plus it's always so easy to sort of wrap up the what happened mm-hmm. in a neat little package because people kind of already know and you just have to highlight the the big important parts mm-hmm. whereas i don't know with more current things there's a lot of speculation which just sort of gets put out there mm-hmm. and uh we well we don't usually see that in in final products well and i think one of the things about political events is that they it like there's never like an end point like mm-hmm. there's a continuation always of things that happen as a result and yeah, I think it just is, like, overly complicated. Mm. One thing I wonder is, like, whether this particularly volatile political moment would make people less likely to go see political movies because they're just, like, so burnt out on the constant news cycle and the, like, constant bad news and stress of being in a time of kind of political crisis. That's, uh, I wonder. I don't, it's, I, I... I think that there are less movies because of that, because there's not a ton of them coming out. But I feel like, if anything, it might have the opposite effect, where people are like, you know, oh, like there's this new Cheney movie coming out. It looks very good, but it's going to be very popular. People are going to go, you know, all over that, because I think, you know, they want to know what happened. It is kind of a wrapped up, finished little piece. It feels comfortable. Yeah. And, you know being politically charged that's kind of what they're into Mm. it like reinforces what people want to think about the world and it's like a safe interaction with the ideas that they have about the world that i feel like are being like we're in a time where things are things that people took as given like you know democratic institutions in the united states are being like changed and undermined and things are like in flux and Mm -hmm. i could imagine that people would want to go see a movie that has a specific point of view and is about a specific mm. person that they that it's like a, a comfortable boundaries of what they understand about that person maybe but yeah. i also wonder like if the, i feel like this is a time that a lot of movies will be made about one day mm. yeah and yeah you, no i i agree well let's uh let's move away from this downer topic yes and uh sorry guys get back to our our, our regular stuff for three weeks of what you're watching oh because boy. we have not well, I've got I've got a huge list here. Wow. Yeah. I've been checking in regularly. <laughs> yeah, Sean's the only one who's been here. <laughs> but um, I did go to see Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, oh. was and it good? It was. It looks good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it did look really good, and it mm-hmm. was actually it was really good. There was parts that it was like, so yeah, it's written directed by Drew Goddard. Um, it's about a rundown hotel, which a bunch of a. Four people arrive and they have a secret. Um, and the the hotel is great. It's plant on the border of Nevada and California, and so half of the hotel you can do some things that are legal in that <laughs> state, and half you can do in the Love other. That. And it was yeah, it was like it was, and the set was amazing. The costumes were amazing. I love a story where 
everyone has a secret. It's sort of in this like Rashomonic style where like something happens to one person and then it like will go back over the same amount of time and you see another character and what they were doing at the same time. It was like so it's very stylish and there was not a lot there's not a lot of films that are happening like that. And even though like the first two thirds were amazing and then they kind of lost the thread when the last character shows up and kind of it all gets confusing and weird. But I very much had a great time. Mm, I would like to That's see it. all two and a half hours of it. <laughs> it was a very long film. Nice. And uh yeah, Jeff Bridges and Cynthia Arrivo develop a great little friendship. Um she is like a Broadway gal who started acting in movies and I think we'll see a lot of her cuz she was really great. That's And that's nice. my review. Mm. Just that's the only one? And I suggest you guys go to it. Well, I've been talking about other things mm-hmm. the rest of it. Fair. Sonia, what what what's a so, couple things you've been watching? Well, I as listeners may or may not know, mm. just returned from a, a trip abroad <gasps> this Monday. Uh, I went to Turkey and Greece. Did not go to England, even did, though she did uh, drop that voice. I was in England oh. um, for a mere couple of hours on the way in. <laughs> Enough to develop it. <laughs> Enough to get an a accent. bit of an accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I watched a lot of movies on planes, which I think is a great way to watch movies. Um, I feel like they're just, you get a certain element of things sometimes when you're way up there in the air. You're feeling emotional already when you're, yeah. when you're oh, flying. You yeah. know you know that movies in planes are heavily edited, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. And I, I am very excited to talk about <laughs> okay. one of the movies okay. I watched in particular in that regard. Um, I started to watch Tag. It mm. was bad. Oh. And I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, Were you trying to spot Jeremy Renner's broken arm? Oh, my God. I was wondering about that. <laughs> Because you couldn't really tell. Yeah, it's amazing. Movie magic. That's incredible. Um, actually, parts of it were funny. And I maybe would have watched the rest if I hadn't fallen asleep. And then I woke up and instead I watched The Incredibles 2, which was so good. Would you say it was incredible? I would say it was pretty incredible. <laughs> Incredibles as well? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was great. Um, not a ton to add there. Um, on the way home, I did watch... The Greatest Showman, which I've been meaning to watch for quite some time, as as people know. Now explain um, yourself to this, because I've seen the trailer and it made my eyes roll out of the room. <laughs> I just, some of the songs I have listened to on Spotify um, and really enjoyed and was like, okay, I got to get to this. Like, I knew it would be bad or like cheesy and... Again, like P.T. Barnum, probably not a great human being in, in the grand scheme of things. But, like, you know, I love a Hugh Jackman doing an earnest musical theater performance. Um, you love a Hugh Jackman doing a huge act, man? Yes. <laughs> you love Zac he, Efron dusting off his dancing shoes? Well, this is the thing. A podcast that Sean and I listened to a lot was talking about this movie and how there you can see the light. In, in Zac Efron's <laughs> eyes because he's so happy to be back doing what he it's should be doing. And honestly, it's true. And um, he and... I think it's Zendaya, right? Yeah. Um, Zendaya is Michi. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about that actually on the point. Um, they have a romance in that movie. And I, like... My bisexual self was so having a crush on both of them. You were that, riding a trapeze yourself. <laughs> it was riding such a trapeze. She has very funny fall? pink hair. Um, there's a lot. It just it's so ridiculous that movie. But and Michelle Williams is not good. <laughs> she's like she's just nothing. In the Destiny's Child one or the other one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's the Michelle Williams of this uh, both, movie. Both of the above. She's the Michelle Williams <laughs> of this movie. Um, so I liked it. It was bad, uh, but I did cry, <laughs> as one does on airplanes. Um, then, following that movie, just because I was like, mm, why not further devastate myself a little, I watched a little movie called Goodbye, Christopher Robin, um, which mm-hmm. is Domino Gleason and, oh my God, who played his wife? Completely forget. She was good, though. British? She's British. Um, no, not British. Margot Robbie. It was Mar- Margot Robbie. Oh. She's Australian. Um and it's basically about uh, 
Christopher Robin, the true child, who was the son of A.A. A. Milne, who mm-hmm. wrote the Winnie the Pooh books, wrote them like he Christopher Robin imagined all of the characters and then A.A. A. Milne turned it into um, a children's book because he really wanted to write something to sort of lift everyone's spirits after World War One. He was really traumatized by his experiences in World War One. Um, but then unintentionally basically ruined his own kid's life because everyone became so obsessed with the books and found out that Christopher Robin was real and he had to like go do interviews and he just like had his childhood stripped away from him um and then he goes off to war and they like Christopher Robin Christopher Mm -hmm. Robin goes to war and there's this like 10 minutes where you think he's dead because he was missing presumed dead was he wearing that uh, yellow slicker the whole his time. Little, mm-hmm. His little smock. It yeah. made it super easy for them to, to shoot him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was easy super to spot. Super visible. Yeah. yeah, no, he just he had, had shorts a, on. And he had a whole <laughs> legion of teddy bears with him. No, but then he was alive and he comes back and basically they like have a reckoning where. Um, anyway, does he have it out with his dad? Yeah, he like tells him like. Dude, you ruined my life. That's really mm. sad. For your own gain. It was so sad, and I cried a lot. The lady sitting next to me was She's probably like, is this like, woman okay? What's going on with you? <laughs> um, and then, just to finish it all off, mm-hmm. I watched The Meg. And uh, <laughs> approve and I, Oh, my God. I think that, like, I couldn't have been in a better state to enjoy that film. I'd been awake for, like, 24 hours. I'd had a couple small bottles of wine. I was up in the air and dehydrated, so hormonal, and I just was so invested in that film. And wow. okay, in I the ha- megalodon, I have not. You're like, I knew we I was going to get rid like of the it. megalodon. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, and I knew what happened. Even I'd had it spoiled for me as much as you can have that movie spoiled for you. And still, the twist got me. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw a Jason Statham movie, but oh my god, I think I'm in love with Jason Statham. How can you not be? He's such a he's so he's such a beefcake. And like, oh my god, <laughs> the characters in that but, movie are so wild, and you just love all of them. Yeah, Rain Wilson's twist okay can i talk about the end being there in general is the twist oh my god rain wilson is so good though he's like the stupid billionaire who's (laughs) like a tech bro billionaire (laughs) and then at the end he like tells them all that he's alerted the chinese government that the meg is on the loose and that he's gonna go with them to blow it up but doesn't actually he's actually using private contractors because he doesn't want to be in trouble for having accidentally released the meg Mm -hmm. from its Depths. It's happened time and, and time spoiler, again. Spoiler, a and villain then, in private contract. Spoiler, exactly. They accidentally blow up a whale instead, and then he gets eaten by the second Meg. The second oh. Meg? Yeah, oh there's God. two. Spoiler, sorry. Yeah. You think the next, Have you seen the, it? No. You think the next one will be called The Megs? I think so. I think <laughs> there's going to be a sequel. Oh, there better be, but something else. I like loved it. Like Velasa or something like that. Velas. Velas. <laughs> it's just T. <laughs> oh my God! TM 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 TM. We're writing it anyway. Thoroughly enjoyed. Wow, I gotta watch this movie. You really should. Yeah, yeah honestly, ideally you on a plane after being awake for a full day. Ooh. And there's like a child actress that actually I oh, thought was great. She is maybe the. She was the best of the actress film. of the whole film. Yeah, and some really good Asian representation in that film. Oh yeah, it's even great. though her mom was cuckoo bananas. <laughs> yeah, but I liked her. She's always. Getting herself into death situations. <laughs> yeah, while, while her Like waving at her child. Yeah. Like, Bye. <laughs> it's fascinating. Oh my God. Jason Statham, though, I can't. Have you not seen it. him run or drive before? I Have just, you not seen him transport? No, I, <gasps> I haven't seen He transports, he cranks. Oh, my God. Does um, he crank? I would watch a crank. <laughs> okay, he cranks so hard. Cute also, at the start, he's a drunk, and he wears oh, like, yeah. a, a, like a wicker hat and a poncho. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, drives like a, He's in Thailand. <laughs> he, like, Just they really try to make him as schlubby as possible. <laughs> but it does, also looks his, hilarious. Yeah, I love... He's a classic movie alcoholic with abs of steel. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, he takes off that poncho to reveal like a perfectly shaped body. Yeah. yeah. Also, in case anyone's wondering, still obsessed with the Star is Born soundtrack. Oh, really? It has still listening to fallen it off hard for Jeremy. All it right. Is, yeah. Okay. Listen to it again. So, uh... Yeah, uh, what are you watching? Sorry, that in my was three seven weeks, full I, minutes. I have a huge list as well. Uh, I had a sick baby, which meant that mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of TV. Oh, well, and by TV, I mean Netflix. Um, I watched an older movie, which I love, called Basic. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Yeah, this. Basic. That's, that's <laughs> Sorry. absolutely not what it's about. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson in Panama with uh, some army rangers and uh, a lot of... Pulp Fiction 2. Uh, 
Not quite, but close. But uh, no, it's great because uh, John Travolta has to investigate a murder uh, that happened in like a training exercise, mm-hmm. and they keep uh, all the soldiers keep lying about what happened. So you keep seeing the events again and again, oh, slowly like being adjusted. Um, it's really great. Uh, no one really knows what happens until the end, <gasps> but uh, it's good. It's it's a pretty clever clever thing. Uh, there is a small part of me that will never know the joy again of seeing a 18-month-year-old child watch The Dark Crystal for the first time oh. and call every single puppet that she sees a dog. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Even the, like, weird bird guys, who's the, you know, oh, puppy. No, that's not a puppy. That's Everything one, is puppy-like. That's one, that's one of the villains of the show. And they're going to have a trial by stone here, honey. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... Trial by stone, you honey. You shouldn't have let her watch that. <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. You guys have seen The Dark Crystal, yeah? Not for a while. You, oh, okay, nope. super good. I Mu- thought it was a bunch of dogs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets at their finest, The Dark Crystal. Oh. Absolutely incredible. Uh, we watched, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this, I watched both Shrek 1 and 2. Why are you embarrassed? And yes, they hold up. Yeah. And they're remaking it. It's getting a reboot. Live? Live action? No, I don't think so. That's I don't know. How do you do that? Mike Myers couldn't fit I mean, they, if they can do it on Broadway, they can do it in a Did movie. Did you see Heidi Klum's Shrek costume? No, was it good? No. Well, it was good, but she just paid Was she Shrek? To... No, she was Fiona. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> she should have been Shrek. That would be way better. I was really confused for her. I was like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> anyway, they totally hold up. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I've not seen. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. I've oh only seen God. three. Yeah, I've a only fourth? seen the two. And there's a Puss in Boots spinoff. I think there's a show. Oh, well. there are infinity shows what? of every this DreamWorks and Disney thing. Oh, the other thing I watched on the plane and mm-hmm. cried to. Won't you be my neighbor? The Mr. Rogers Mr. documentary. I mean, oh, Mr. Rogers. The, oh, the the documentary, not the Tom Hanks biopic. Oh, oh I cried. <laughs> oh, I cried. Oh, I, oh, I cried. Oh, oh, I cried. Oh, I cried hard. <laughs> There is some political content, too, about when he, um, there was a Senate hearing committee on, on the p- funding of PBS. Right. And oh, he's yeah, the one he who, like, turned it around. Speech. Oh, I mm. wept. Because <laughs> if there's something I love, it's funding for public broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and children's TV hosts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you have more on your list? No, you have, like, really. a minute of that. That was, that was quite the, uh... Whew. It I really saw, I saw a lot of soldiers there, right there. Yeah. Oh, that show too. Maybe for our year anniversary, we can recreate that trial and and I will do the instead of I'll do Mr. PBS and CJTR, and you yes. will play Mr. Rogers. Well, he just he and he there's they had this really like hard nosed senator who was like not having anything to do with anyone, and then Mr. Rogers was like, we got to let children express their feelings and like talk about who they really are and know that they're truly accepted and the guy was like yep we're giving you a bajillion dollars <laughs> you didn't just ask him to be my neighbor he did okay bajillion dollars no nah, it was yeah. like several million yeah because two weeks later they were asking for more money okay PBS <laughs> you're, you're on a community radio show right now i'm just talking about pbs anyway that's all the time we have today folks. i'd like to give a shout out to the garys for the use of our theme song <laughs> manatuna and my co-host sean and sonia everyone here at cjtr oh and this public broadcast <laughs> <laughs> This show is publicly broadcasted live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and is available as a podcast on CGATR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. Have a great week, folks. See you next time. Bye.